good, good morning. Good morning. It says an excellent connection, but... Slow, slow to come through, YouTube. Slow to come through. Man. But, but it is good. A good, good morning. Good morning to y'all. Oh, hope you're getting connected. Still working through, still working some things. You can see the microphone's here now. I'm trying to get better quality sound. Um, got the equipment. It's a decent microphone. Decent mixing board. All the stuff should be getting better sound. I was listening and it just, sound is all over the board. So trying to get zeroed in on a good sound. I'm hoping, hoping to get it locked in. Good morning, Eric. First out the gate, as always, as we expect, first out the gate is Eric making things happen this morning. Uh, hopefully you got in. Eric, I was looking at, it looks like, it looks like the uh, user profile, your user profile wasn't set up on the web page. I think that's due to the way that we had that code set up. Might have to work with you today, make sure you have the ability to log in to the RMF training site. Important to make sure you can get in there. Um, that's that's important for for the auditor of the course. It's important for that for them to get into the course to look at it. I think that's an important thing. Today, you may wonder, our cup of the day is Wyoming, uh, Illy Coffee, warmly nestled in our Wyoming cup. The other thing to remind you guys about, guys, gals, robots, whatever. Um, next Thursday. The 15th, October 15th is Trivia Night. Getting back on Trivia Night. Trivia Night's going to be once a month now. And I think it's the third Thursday, I think, is the day we picked. Trivia, trivia, trivia. Can you can you show your chops? Are you the cybersecurity master? Are you the king or queen of the cyber domain? It's a chance to prove it. Come out and... Prove your ability to be that that master. It's a weird, got a weird thing going on there. Yeah. <laughs> important, important to get on there. I don't know if you tried to get on yet, but I don't know that you'd be able to log on without a user ID and the old password. So Trivia Night's coming up. Ah. Trivia night, yeah, that's the question, Alex. We, we got one a different night. Will will Mike Bravo show up? Will Sierra Bravo show up? Will either either of the Bravos show up? Will the Bravos be there? That's the challenge always to them. Ralph will probably be there. Ralph's got got it going on. He's got the giant tankert. He's got the Cyber Recon Giant Cup that he picked up last time. Not sure if he's. Uh, if the family's enjoying the coffee, I know he doesn't, Ralph doesn't drink the coffee, but we send him some Illy. See what he thinks. We'll see. A message coming in. Waiting for it to come through. There we go. Bravo's like the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, wow. So I think Alex has thrown down the gauntlet. Trying to return to former glories, but others stand in his way. Man, Mike. Got, got to get back out there, man. Got to get back out there. So trivia night is always fun. We'll probably, I think we zeroed in on 40 questions. Four rounds of 10. 
seems to be the perfect number. So we'll do four rounds of 10. We'll start at 7 p.m. next Thursday. We'll run four rounds. We'll run two rounds. We'll do an intermission. Then we'll run the last two rounds. See who comes out on, co on top. Uh, we've got new swag. Some pretty dang cool cups. You guys saw the giant tankard. I, can't, I don't think I'm giving that one away just yet. We're going to see how that goes. But there's some new cool cups that came in. New cool cups. Other one besides just the red. I know, no, not everybody wants to do the. Remember, everyone deployed. My pirate shirt all kind of messed up today. Uh, not everyone wants to do the. Uh, remember, everyone deployed cup. So I got some other ones in case you don't want to do that one. Uh, pirate shirts a throwback to our old Wednesdays. Wednesdays we used to talk about threats a lot on Wednesday, and it seems appropriate today. <laughs> D. D is saying it's a la it lasts two hours, not an hour. I don't know. An hour and a half, maybe. Maybe an hour and a half it lasts. It, it, uh, it's a good time, though. The, maybe with the intermission, maybe startup time. We usually start about 15 minutes early. We have the intermission. Two rounds of, of 10 and then two rounds of 10. Maybe. Maybe two hours. One to two hours, okay. No more than that. It's free. Uh, you get a chance to win prizes. Prizes are going out pretty regular now. The D took over. Getting the prizes out. So yeah, today today it seems appropriate to have the pirate shirt on. Because we talk about talking about pirate stuff, talking about malware. Gregor malware. Out and about. New stuff. New stuff. The Kraken. We're going to release the Kraken today. That's new. New Windows malware. And uh, I'm going to talk to APT. We don't talk about this APT very much. APT32. And we'll turn to MITRE to, turn to MITRE to talk a little bit more about what that APT is. And then CISA, my favorite organization with the least favorite name, of course, is talking about Emotet in the government. If you remember, Emotet is a uh, banking uh, banking ransomware. It's really targeted at banking. And now it's going after your government. So, uh, man, bad things. Bad things are happening. Um, we do have our warm coffee, our hot coffee, uh, ready to go. We got our topics spun up, ready to go. People are streaming in. Um, it's it's time to talk about the news, right? So let's get to it. Do do do. So what is up first in the ransomware ransomware and you know double header today? We got a double header of ransomware. I guess first thing is. Either thumbs up, thumbs down, or, or a, a, a chat. How is the volume today? I'm trying to get the volume. I, I, we had it too high. Brought it down. It was too low. I think moving the microphone got rid of some of the background noise, maybe. I'm trying to get it better. Uh, the big thing is that you guys don't have to have bad sound. Bad sound's a bad thing. So let me know as we go along what's going on with the sound, how it sounds, how things are. Um, but today... A Gregor malware. 
threatens public humiliation on mass media. So really, they're scratch, taking it to another level. Taking it to a whole nother level. So uh, the article from Cyware Social, ransomware operators are continuously adapting new tactics to force their zip victims, zip-toms, force their victims into paying ransom. A few days ago, Suncrip ransomware operators started targeting their victims with distributed denial of service attacks to pressurize them. You know, DDoS, we're saying, hey, now we're not, not, not necessarily even attacking your system internally. You know, the normal footprint, you know, talk about the, the first, first ransomware, they got in, they encrypted your pass, your, your data, not your password. They got in, they encrypted your data with a bunch of uh, high, high, high strength encryption key so you couldn't encrypt decrypt it and you had to pay money to unencrypt your your, your data get it back and some people were saying well we got backups we have we have a backup to that so we're not worried about it we'll just recover and not give you your money so then um folks like may said well we'll set up a site and we'll steal your data first then we'll encrypt it and if you don't pay us the money we'll post the data to our site that was the, the, the next level. That was Maze taking it to the next level. Um, Suncrypt uh, and some other folks, there's been other folks out there doing this. They didn't necessarily get in and get your data to start with. They just said, if you don't pay us the money, we're going to DDoS you. We're going to throw a distributed denial of service attack at you, and you're not going to be able to react. Your site's going to go down. And if you don't pay it, you know, this is, this is you know, if you watched godfather or or any of the like boardwalk empire this is old mafia techniques right this is like pay us the money we'll break your legs dude um this pay your money or we're going to ddos you out of existence um and that was the next next threat and now this new one egregor is apparently a spinoff of the skemet ransomware and not only are they going to release your data to their website they're going to delete, release your data to social media. So now they've added social media to the mix. So the question is, will social media operators get in and stop this? Uh, can they get in and stop this? Who knows? So now they're going to threaten, not only are we putting it on you know, dark websites or other sites, they're going to put it on social media sites where your competitors are, where you're, uh, you know, depending on what you are. And they're, they're saying, Cyware um, saying, you know, Gregor Malware threatens public humiliation on mass media. So researchers from AppGate Labs have disclosed that Gregor Ransomware has been targeting companies worldwide, is threatening to leak corporate information on sodium, sodium, coffee time, on social media platforms where it would be visible to customers and partners. <sighs> Gregor um, ransomware is a suspect to be a spin-off of this commit ransomware and has several, several similarities including API calls functions obfuscation techniques and the ransomware note ransom demands payment within three days and threatens to leak sensitive data on its own a Gregor website as well as social media platforms that's the new part we're gonna put on social media uh, the malware news website lists a total of 13 victims so far on their hall of shame including the french logistic company gefco samples of malware have been located in italy france mexico germany japan saudi arabia and right here in the united states my goodness uh schemet ransomware 
that attacks Windows-based devices has been identified targeting several organizations recently. And it's got a list of them here. Uh, there's Connecticut-based legal firm, CBK Law. Um, there's California-based Silpac Company. And uh, an international IT firm, EXIS, E-X-C-I-S, um, claimed to have targeted them as well. So modern ransomware families such as Egregor, Skamet, Suncrypt, uh, do not use any out-of-the-box techniques to target victims. Their basic methods use unpatched vulnerabilities or malicious spam emails. Therefore, recommendation of patching all applications regularly and using spam filters is the first line of defense. We talk about this every week. Every week we talk about this. You know, ransomware. There's like the 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 basic ransomware protection mechanism is that three two one right. Three backups of your information, of your critical information. Uh, it's kept on at least two different types of media, and at least one of those is offline. That's your backup procedure. And we know there's three. Another rule of three is the, the three main ways they're getting in. Um, that's RDP connections on the Internet, open RDP connections, unpatched software, and untrained users. So then we're seeing that right here, right? Two of the three are the ways they're getting in. They're looking for unpatched vulnerabilities, and they're sending malicious spam emails. Always goes back to these things. Always goes back to the three and three rule. The three and three. Um, three and three ransomware. We need to just publish that. Three and three. Uh, good. Um, Dean's got some comments about trivia night. Two hours because of all the banter, chit-chat, and fun banter. Uh yeah, yeah, we do have a good time. I think it's a good time. It's a chance to drink a couple beers or your beverage of choice. Time to talk about who knows what about cybersecurity. It's top it's a That coffee going again. Coffee is apparently not kicking in this morning. Um, it is a chance for Mako to get his chops in. He loves to stump you guys. Alex, you know that. That's why uh, Mako's on Alex's hit list. Mako likes coming after you guys. Getting you guys stuck with with those crazy questions. Um, yeah. You're right, D. It, it, it is. You're correct. Don't. I don't. Uh, I don't see Ferris this morning. Ferris made it yesterday morning. He's a... Uh, Young, up-and-coming cyber guy. Uh, no, he made it here yesterday. Didn't make it today. So, Ferris, if you're watching on the restream, go ahead and throw a note down. Let me know you're you're out there. I'm trying to keep track of you, dude. I'm trying to keep track of you. This one. The Kraken. Release. Release the Kraken. You get that soundtrack. We've seen the Kraken a couple times. Kraken, we worried about, you know, old sailors worried about the Kraken coming out. There is proof that there's some giant squid out there. I don't know if any of them could bring down a boat. Maybe. So, release the Kraken. This is from Malwarebytes Labs. And if you guys have ever worked with Malwarebytes Labs, you'll know that their articles are very, very technical, generally. Very technical. So, if you're a programmer, you're a reverse engineer, um, you're someone who wants to get in that field, Grab this article out of the show notes because this goes through step by step, screen by screen, 
code chunks of how this thing works, walking through this attack method and how it actually goes. We're going to skip over that part when we're talking this morning because generally people are not, you know, reverse engineers. Generally they're not, you know, decipherers of, of malware. So we're going to talk about the high points of this one. If you do, though, if you want to look at the reverse, reverse engineering, you want to look at how this code works. This is a great article from Malware Labs. Walks it, walks through it. It breaks it down. Good job, Malware Labs. And a lot of times their stuff, their stuff is like this. It's, it's just it, it breaks it down. Breaks it down for those people that want to want to figure it out. And at the end, it's got the IoT signature. So you want to load this protection. You want to look for this thing. You want to watch for this thing coming in through your threat protection measures. Your uh, your IDSs, your IPS, your your threat intelligence systems, your SOC, you want to have it uploaded, you can load that IOT up, that's the IOC, excuse me, IOC up in your systems, your in indicators of compromise to look for this thing. So Malware Labs is saying on September 17th, we discovered a new attack called the Kraken that injected its payloads into the Windows error reporting service as a defense evasion mechanism. So we know this is, you know, if you're a Windows shop, this is targeting you. Um, if you're all Linux and Mac and stuff like this, this one probably lower on your threat. You know, we always think about threat and that risk, that risk profile. So where do we risk rate these things? If you're Linux and, and Mac, you're probably, it's not, not a big deal to you. But if you're a Windows shop, you have any Windows at all, you probably want to be, you know, at least know about this thing. Uh, the reporting service, Warefault EXE. Uh, where fault exists is what is essentially throwing a fault out. Usually invoked when an error related to the operating system, Windows features, or applications happens. When victims see the where fault exe running on their machine, they probably assume that some error happened. While in this case, it may have actually been a targeted, uh, maybe targeted in an attack. While this technique is not new, this technique is likely the work of APT Group that had early used a phishing attack in enticing victims with a worker's compensation claim. Threat actors compromised a website to host its payload and then used Cactus Torch framework to perform a fileless attack followed by several anti-analysis techniques. And we, the, the article walks through those all in detail. At the time of this writing, we could not make clear attribution to who's behind the attack Although some elements remind us of the Vietnamese APT32 group, we don't we don't hear about 32 that often, and we'll talk about them in a second. Sea Lotus is one of their names. Um, so Vietnamese group. September 17th, we found the new attack starting from a zip file contained in a malicious document, most likely distributed through spear phishing attacks. Um, the document was compensationmanual.doc. And as you can understand, this is a .doc, so it's a, a Word document, and it's loaded up with a macro that's going to run and do bad things. Spear phishing, very targeted. You know, we know we know what that is. That's a targeted attack on specific people, right? And it's different from whaling because it might not be those bigwigs in the organization. It could be system administrators. It could be, you know, depending on what they're targeting, it could be anything, but it's targeted. Where phishing is just a general um, social engineering attack. Spear phishing is targeting specific people, and whaling is targeting, it's, it's like spear phishing, but it's targeting 
executives and, and high-level people, so the whales of the organization. File contains the image tag include picture that connects you to your right to compensation.com um, and then downloads an image that will be the document template and it shows of course malware bytes they show the code snippet there they show a snippet of the page um, the malicious macro that uses a modified version of cactus torch vba or visual basic for applications which is a little scripting language module executes its shell code cactus torch is leveraging the .NET to JScript, JavaScript technique, to load a .NET compiled binary into the memory and execute it from the VB script or Visual Basic script. It runs, again, big chunks of code, highlighting where this thing is hitting. Um, when you read an article, that's, it's, it's got it all there if you're gonna, if you're gonna look into this code. Uh, the serial object in hex format or hexadecimal format has been defined and contains a .NET payload being included, been loaded in memory, then the macro defined entry class kraken.kraken as a value. This value has two parts that have been separated by a dot, the name of the .NET loader, and its target class name. The next step creates a serialized binary format object and uses a deserialized function of binary formatter to deserialize the object. Finally, dynamic invoke.net payload will be loaded into to memory. So that's a big old and that's that's the that's the high level. These guys at Malwarebytes go way deeper than that. So if you you want to dive into this thing, um, then loaded the is a .NET.DLL with Kraken.DLL as its internal name, and they've checked. And this thing was compiled in June 12th of this year. Uh, the DLL loader injects embedded shellcode, where fault exe, exe, and again they're saying to be clear, this is not the first case of this technique. Reserve uh, this in Netwire RAT, Remote Access Tool, um, and even server um, ransomware. Um, Kraken contains the shell code that we injected in the target process defined as warefault exe. Um, the only function calls the load of the loader, uh, and the shell code loads this process. And then, <laughs> again, more code snippets showing what's going on all throughout this this attack process I'm roll I'm rolling pipe just just a bunch of code snippets after resolving the required API call it creates a memory region using virtual alloc or virtual allocation then calls decrypt content and write to mem uh, allocated memory to decrypt the contents of the final shell code and write them to create it into the memory. So it's loading it to the memory. So it's not going to the file system. So it's harder to find. That's why they do this. They put it in memory. They put it in RAM, and it makes it harder to define. And then the final shell code. We finally went through all this process. Uh, the final shell code is a set of instructions that make an HTTP request or hypertext transfer protocol uh, to request the hard-coded domain to download the malicious payload and inject it, inject it into the process. And we don't, you know, this this doesn't say what that um, malicious payload is. But we've got some we've got some indicators when we go to the MITRE site, and we'll go to the MITRE site next because this is a this is an important one. We we kind of walk through what's going on here. So the malware labs they go through a great detail of defining what's going on and screenshots and code snippets and all kinds of stuff even highlighted where you know where 
specific things are happening. Um, so finally getting to the end of this thing, right? Getting to the end of this thing, they're saying the work of an APT, but which ones? Uh, we do not have enough evidence to attri attribute this attack. However, we found some loose connections to APT 32 and we're still investigating them. This is the reason they think it's APT 32. APT 32 is one of the actors known to use Cactus Torch to drop variants of Dennis Rat. However, since we were not able to get the final payload, we cannot de definitively attribute this attack to APT 32. The domain used to host the malicious uh, archives and documents is registered to Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. APT 32 uses a strategic web compromise to target victims believed to be Vietnam based. Malwarebytes blocks access to the compromised site hosting the payload. Yeah, that's a good thing to do, block block access. If you're out there, and that's the first thing you do, block access to the sites. Um, and then, of course, because they're, they're good, um, they've got the IOCs, the lure document, the archive file containing the lure document, template image, and the archive file downloads. Your right to compensation.com, your right to compensation.com download, uh, all the places, and really, you need to block. If you're you're going to work today, you're in security, you're in the SOC, you're in network protection, you're in risk, whatever, um, go in, hit up the network folks, let them know, hey, we need to block egress, we need to block our people's access to your right to compensation.com. Don't let them go to that. That's one way to stop this thing, right? Because that's where they're going to get the loader files from. So they did this article, again, very, very detailed, very in-depth, a lot of screenshots, a lot of code snippets, a lot of information tied up in this article. Um, they talk about thinking it's it's APT32. Um, so we know, we talked about this earlier, we know we can go out to MITRE and we can look at their site, right? So if we go to MITRE, um, we can look at APT32, we can learn learn a bit about it, right? So APT32 is a threat group that has been active since at least 2014. The group tar targets multiple private sector industries as well as former, go former foreign governments, dissidents, and journalists with strong focus on Southeast Asian countries like Vietnam, the Philippines, Laos, and Cambodia. They extensively use strategic web compromises to compromise victims, and this group is believed to be Vietnamese-based. They've got a couple different names. Uh, sea Lotus, Ocean Lotus, APT-C-00. Um, a lot of times I think they've been called Sea Lotus. You hear it a lot. And because this is MITRE, and MITRE does great and wonderful things, um, it gives the techniques that they're using, right? Um, but if you keep going past all the techniques, and a lot of them are great, we can see the software that this group likes to use. So if we know these guys are going to load some type of malicious code, we can look at the software here and make some guesses to what they're going to do. So use ARP, they use Cobalt Strike, Dennis, Gloopy, IPconfig, Mimikatsnet, a bunch of stuff they use. But as I'm looking through the list, I'm going, what would be the, the best tool? If they're going to put something on a system, what would be their best tool and my guess is if they are compromising these systems, they're going to use some tool that comes from Cobalt Strike, 
So my guess is they'll use Cobalt Strike and uh, Metasploit, that combination, because Cobalt Strike is kind of an overlay of Metasploit, and that's what they'll use to to target these folks. And I know that doesn't that that's not in this article because the article is based on facts, right? This is my guess of what they're going to give. The software that this APT normally uses, it's APT32. We can look at the information that MITRE provides us, and we can say, okay, understand where they're coming from, who they're targeting, and what software they're using. And uh, I would think just based on what they normally use, I would think they're, they're probably going to use Cobalt Strike as their first tool to get in and get presence on these systems. I guess, let me know what you think. You know, go out to MITRE, um, look up, you know, under the, the MITRE, uh, attack.mitre.org front slash groups. Look up 32, APT32. Let me know, look at their, their software they normally use. What would, what do you think they're dropping on these systems? And it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be, you know, based in, in fact, my, mine's based on an assumption I'm making, obviously, um, what I think they would use, but throw it, throw it in the show notes, throw it in the chat session. What do you think they're using? What do you think they're using to drop on these things? Um, that's what I want to know. So the Kraken's out there. Windows machines, you gotta, gotta be on the lookout for the Kraken. And last, Emotet is back. Uh, Emotet, Emotet. You don't. Emotet never goes away, man. Always out there. We think he's gone, but he's still there. So SZA is war warning. That's the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure uh, Security Agency. Terrible name. Terrible acronym. Definitely, you know. Don't, don't name, again, you hear me say it all the time. Don't name your organization that ends up with an acronym that's the same as a certification. Um, CISA agency is warning of a surge in Emotet attacks targeting multiple state and local governments in the United States since August. Uh, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency issued an alert to warn of a surge in Emotet uh, attacks that have targeted multiple sites, um, multiple state, excuse me, uh, multiple state and local governments in the U.S. since August. <laughs> Alex, Emotet again. Yes, Emotet. Might as well just have Emotet on there all the time. We thought it went away for a little while. So it's been out there. It's been attacking state and local governments since August. Government's keeping track of it. Um, during that time, the agency's Einstein intrusion detection system detected roughly 16,000 alerts related to Emotet, right? And we know Einstein. We know Einstein. Uh, there was a lot of debate when Einstein was put online to, to keep track of what's going on on the, on the networks. Now it's pretty much keeping track of government networks, seeing what it's like a big intrusion detection system, you know, Einstein. Brings all that information back and makes some decisions, makes data available to key decision makers in the United States in leadership. According to the experts from CISA, the Emotet attacks were targeted at U.S. government entities. Uh, Emotet, like we talked about, it's a banking Trojan. Believed to be active since 2014, the botnet is operated by threat attacker tracked as TA542. That's, that's one of the Microsoft weird numbers, I think. Uh, 
In the middle of August, the malware uh, was employed in fresh COVID-19 themed spam technique or spam campaigns. Again, third method of attack. We target the end user. We try to get social engineering on the end user. We try to we try to get them to click a link, go to a website, whatever. Uh, recent spam campaigns use messages with malicious Word documents or links to them, pretending to be an invoice or shipping information or COVID-19 information or resumes or final financial documents or scan documents. So when you get these weird emails that have like an invoice, if you know you're not invoicing a company, don't open it and think you're going to get free money. Um, it, you know, resumes are a hard one. If you're an HR, you got all these resumes coming in, you know, don't accept unsolicited resumes. If resumes are just coming to you, someone's sending you a resume, you don't know them. Here's my re resume. Don't, don't open them. It's all part of so all part of training for social engineering protection. The infamous banking trojan also used to deliver other malicious codes such as TrickBot or QBot um, or ransomware such as Conti or TrickBot or ProLock, which is QuickBot as QBot as well. Emotet is a modular malware, and its operator developed new dynamic link libraries to update its capabilities. Remember that it was putting pieces of code around the internet, and there was a, a vigilante that was going out, and he was replacing those with weird GIFs. Um, and that was kind of funny for a while, but Emotet's not funny. Yeah. So Alert published by CISA was based on data provided by the Multi-State Information Sharing and Analysis Center and the CISA itself since July 2020. A couple quotes from CISA. Since August, CISA and the MSIAC has seen a significant increase in malicious cyber actors targeting state and local governments with Emotet phishing emails. The increase has rendered Emotet one of the most prevailing ongoing threats. To secure against Emotet, CISA, and the MSIAC recommend implementing mitiga mitigation procedures as described in this alert, which include applying protocols that block suspicious attachments, using antivirus software, and blocking suspicious IPs. According to CISA, the surge in the attacks has rendered this malware one of the most prevalent ongoing threats. Bad, bad stuff, man. Yeah. CISA and MSIAC recommend admins and users to use anti-malware solutions, block suspicious attachments, and block suspicious IP addresses. Uh, report uh, in, includes mitigations, indicators of compromise, and the MITRE attack techniques. So Emotet, you're back, man. You're back, and you're not only ta targeting banks now, you're going after governments. We know this is the way Emotet works. It doesn't have to just be banking. It could be almost anything. Almost anything, folks. So that's that's your rundown. Rundown of what's in the news. And it's appropriate on Wednesday when we used to used to always wear the pirate shirts. And we're getting back to get back to that that tradition of wearing pirate shirts on Wednesday. It was in the early days of Cup of Cyber, it was a day we'd talk about threat actors, traditional threat actors, the history of a threat actor, the history of an attack, that kind of stuff. But now we talk about news, and it just happens today that they're all attacks. Two ransomwares and a piece of malcode. Um, and again, I can't say enough. If you're into, you want to get into 
um, looking at reverse engineering or looking at code, understanding what's going on, go check out this article, walk through it, see what you think, drop your comments below. How good do you think Malwarebytes did describing the article and providing the information you would need as an RE to start looking at this thing or you as a, a coder just to be able to look at this thing and see what it's doing. Oh. Yeah, it is a little short today. We're about 20 minutes shorter than normal, Alex. It's a short run. Everyone can get back to bed. I don't think everybody's up. Everybody's up and running. They're going to get make their day make their day go. The day's going to go well. Alex got the dogs walked, got the coffee going. I'm sure everything is good at, the, at, at Alex's house. Um, so it's Canadian Beer Day. Through a link to the CanadianOfficial.ca, you know, Canadian Beer Day web page. Um, Canadian Beer Day. So our coffee guy gets to dance with the beer bottle. Hey, it's Canadian Beer Day. What a, a, a happy day. Look at those happy, happy dancing coffee, happy dancing beer. And so tonight, when you finish your good day of good work, making things happen, protecting your system, taking care of your friends, your families, your coworkers, your organization, take care of each other, go out and get a Canadian beer. I had to go out there and see what, you know, I, I, I grew up, you know, Foster's was Australian beer, but Molson and Labatt's were, were big beers I saw, you know, growing up in Montana. There was a a lot of Canadian beers that came across the border. So I went out and, like, I was trying to figure out what the top Canadian beers are. And I kept going to these really fancy sites that wanted to look at very microbrews and, you know, all the, the fancy beer stuff. No, I just want regular regular beers. And uh, IT, the Ranker, Ranker showing some beer. Moosehead Lager, number one. Molson's Canadian, number two. Labatt Blue, number three. Keith's Brewery, Alexander Keith's India Pale Ale. That's a long enough name. Number four, Sheeman's Honey Brown as five, and Unibro La Fin de Mode, uh, some French beer. But obviously from Quebec where they have fr French. Uh, seven, Colombian Brewery, Kukani uh, Gold Amber Lager. Molson Pilsner is eight. Big Rock Traditional Ale. And we're going to stop at ten, Mill Street Tank House Ale. And obviously the first ones uh, I've heard plenty about. Moosehead, Molson's, Labatt's. We, yeah, we hear about those all the time. So maybe get yourself a Canadian beer. Um, enjoy the Canadian beer. Eric's going to throw his sense in. I uh, wish we can go back to bed. Yeah, Eric, we all wish we'd go back to bed. But we're up now. Let's go make things happen. Um, I didn't see the Bravos on here. They're watching later. If they're watching later, maybe they're listening listening to the audio ver only version on one of the the podcast sites that we're all we broadcast to you know gauntlet's been thrown down again bravos mike sierra next thursday the 15th trivia night i don't think i have the trivia where's my trivia i don't have the trivia oh hey we do have the trivia oh that's that one uh sorry guys that's the trivia there we go. That's the one we want. Trivia night. Trivia night. Trivia night. 15 October, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Show up. Be there. Be square. 
Get your trivia knowledge on. Win a prize. We haven't got to ship anything out for a while. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong trivia night. Join us. Anyways, between now and then, take care of your friends, your family, your co-workers, each other. Take care of your organization. I was waiting for Alex's comment to come through. Bravos are reading trivia books instead of tuning in. Ah, maybe they're reading up on that. Maybe they're reading up on that. Got everybody through. Last night, by the way, yesterday ended the beta run of uh, CompTIA's Cloud Plus. So we should see version 3 coming out fairly soon of Cloud Plus, the version 3. Um, obviously, we all, we've all we been talking about it. We've all taken all the Cyber Recon folks here, took the took the uh, beta version. Definitely was it was a different run. It's it's adaptive. It's got some situational questions in there. I um, can't wait can't wait for the documentation to come out supporting it. See you know what they what they drive on. So, anyways, take care of each other. We will see you guys tomorrow. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. Share with your friends. And uh, let me know how you guys are doing. Throw it in the comments below. How are you guys doing today? Let me know what you guys think APT32 C Lotus is using for its its malicious code. It's can't it's it's loader. What is what is dropping on systems? Anyways, till tomorrow. We'll be here again, 7:30, same bat time, same bat channel. Take care of each other. We'll see you till see you then.